This is The Brain, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Yes! There is nothing wrong with your podcast player. Do not attempt to adjust the volume. Hello and welcome to Studio 2009. I'm, of course, TFG on Mike, and for our latest podcast approach, we welcome back Optimus Solo. You heard him in the most rewatched cartoons episode, which is kind of like backwards how we usually do. The, I usually have the podcast approach first, then do whatever other things. But he is here, and we're going to take him through the 30 questions all about listening to and producing podcasts in 2011, apparently. I feel so, like I've gone 13 years in the past. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Because uh, you don't know this yet, but this is also going to be a telecast for you again. Oh, my. I figured why the hell not put it on both feeds. I hear you. We don't want to get people's hopes up though but you know future you never know what ha- what's gonna happen so how the hell have you been i've been through some shit yeah you've uh you've dealt with the depressing home ownership stuff and all of that you like me moved across the country and uh you, you and your whole family did and all that, and you are yeah, finally they, uh, living in the correct time zone. He is in the Eastern time zone, everybody. It's amazing. I don't call it the correct time zone, but it's a new time zone. Um, yeah, so I moved uh, 20 hours away from where I used to live um, from July 1st, well, technically June 29th, or whatever it was, from basically July through the middle of October. We have slept and we had slept in 10 different beds. <laughs> then we finally got about a week or two before our house closed. And then we got hit by a little hurricane. That wasn't so little. <laughs> it was uh, only the biggest like hurricane <laughs> the state's ever seen almost or something in that realm. And, uh, the town that we moved to was directly in the heart of not the eye of the hurricane, but in the heart of the damaging part of the hurricane. So most of the times when you're in a hurricane, I've come to find out you get hit by one of the walls. Yep. And then you get stuck in the eye for a while, which is fine because nothing happens. And then you get hit by the other wall. And so you kind of get punched and then you get to relax for a minute and then you get punched on the way out. Well, the town that we moved to was in the wall of the hurricane for the entire time. It never got to the eye. So we That's hit one. So, yeah. We hit one part of the wall and then just traveled down the wall to the other part of the wall without ever hitting the eye. So it was like the wall of the hurricane for whatever it was like, I don't know how many hours, eight hours, six hours, whatever. Jeez. But the house that we moved into, uh, basically had no damage. Um, so that was lucky. That's good, yeah. So yeah. we moved into the house, and then less than a week or two later, all got COVID. So it's just been a fun ride, I guess. Uh, it's been a, a crazy year. And, uh, and then, oh, then on top of all that, we had every piece of my computer was found in the moving except for the power cord. I 
don't ask me. And <laughs> so I had to buy a new power cord to get hooked up for that. And then I was missing the cord for the microphone. So the two cords I was missing was preventing me from doing much. But I am back up and running and maybe getting into some new sense of normalcy here soon. <laughs> well, the, there, there's nothing normal about the state you moved to. So, you know, there's that's nothing a, normal about the state I moved away from either. So that's that's true. You went from one cyclone to one hurricane. So, you I know, see. from tornadoes to hurricanes and back again. Good Lord. All right, we are here for the podcast approach, as I said, getting started as a, as podcasters. When did you first discover podcasts, and what was the first one you listened to? You probably know better than I do. Uh, it had to be 2007, 8, 9, somewhere in there. Uh, let's see, 2007 was my first year doing that. So it had to be, did we start talking in 2008 or 2009? Late. 08, early 09. Yeah, late 2008, early 2009, you introduced me to podcasting by inviting me onto a little thing called uh, TuneCast. Yes. I think that came first before I ever, I don't think I had been on no, any was it? Well, yeah, you, you were in a part of the big episode 16 of TFT1 because you, okay. you and I did the, the Transformers the movie thing and I don't remember without looking at it to see yeah, when to the, at, yeah i'd have yeah. to look but it was like the transformers guest spot on the on the anniversary mm-hmm. thing and then tunecast uh that that project started and yeah. and then for the longest time i really only recorded hosted co-hosted guested on podcast mm-hmm. i didn't really listen in the beginning so i guess <laughs> in the early stages i figured it was uh something that you just made not something that you listen to <laughs> <laughs> well that's the like that's the greatest thing about when i started doing this this little mini series with inside studio 2009 it's like oh i'm going to get everybody's podcasting journey that wants to come on whether they listen to them or produce them or whatever yours is backwards from all of us because you never listened before you started <laughs> Yeah, I just came in cold turkey, just said, let's record stuff. And and the rest, we spent so much time planning and so much time recording and so much time behind the mic that I guess I just never thought about using any time to listen to it because my time was taken up at that point. I don't Mm -hmm. think it was, it was years later before I started listening, probably. When we started getting it, when Dan and I started doing more of the movie stuff, Mm -hmm. I started listening to a half a dozen movie podcasts, uh, true romance, simplistic reviews in session film, film spotting, things of that nature. And really got into that was listening to those like nonstop because I basically had some time at the beginning of my day before work, before anybody else got to my work where I was alone. So Mm -hmm. I could listen to, you know, an hour to two hours, maybe in the mornings. And I would listen, like if I was mowing my yard or doing yard work or things of that nature. So I really started listening to those. And then that transitioned into eventually starting to listen to wrestling podcasts for some reason. (laughs) And I bounced around a lot at the beginning because I was trying to find one that I liked and I didn't, I liked bits and pieces of them, but none of them were really hitting home for me. Mm. I listened to uh, the old version of Jim Ross's podcast. I think the original one, maybe. I listened to a little bit of Sean Waltman's. I listened to a little bit of Stone Cold's and they were all just, they were okay. I'm not saying they're bad, but it wasn't 
what I was looking for. And then I found, you know, 83 weeks and something to wrestle with and grilling JR and my world with Jeff Jarrett and all of these that have been done by Conrad Thompson and his group. And that was more of what I was looking for, where they were just actually picking out an event or a person or, you know, a certain thing and just kind of reminiscing and going through all the ins and outs of that. I can't do much of the watch along stuff because I'm usually not in front of a TV or computer when I'm listening to podcasts. Yeah. The, the watch along stuff. Now see the kids today call it watch along. And even the old people today that do podcasts call it watch along their review podcasts. If you're sitting there and discussing it, it is a review podcast. And yes, your listeners will watch along with you unless you know the show frontwards and backwards. Nobody, ha- if you're, you know, like us, diehard Transformers generation one fans, you can go and listen to the TF2 one podcast right now without having to watch any single one of those 98 episodes beforehand. Yeah. So that's like <laughs> the main reason that's the main reason I don't watch what happened when with Tony Sh- or don't watch don't listen to what happened when with Tony Schiavone as much even though I probably mm-hmm. would enjoy it. It requires me to be in front of a computer and actually be watching the stuff to understand what they're doing and like I said yeah. I'm just usually I'm in the car or I'm at work mm-hmm. or I'm in the yard. So it's very rare that I'm in front of a screen while I'm listening because if I'm in front of a screen I'm probably doing creating myself. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's so strange that this whole, like, audio, video, audio, video, let's do it all together. Let's separate it out. Let's do this. Look, and I'm not throwing shade on anyone who does video podcasting. That's fine. If you want to do that, if you want to, you know, have it be that way for you, I can't. I can't, and I won't. I have to do audio because, like you're saying, if you're moving around, if you're going here, if you're going there, I can't, I could, we'd be here all night counting the car crashes people would have if some video podcast was up on their Tesla heads up display and they crashed their car because they were trying to watch somebody throw an elbow or something. I don't know. I hope but there's no elbows being thrown. Well, hello, well you're talking you're about wrestling. You know what, what I mean. Yeah. Like, I'm saying. I you it, and I were throwing elbows. You, no, no. We, we did that years ago. We're too old now. <laughs> Here, take it. Just, just take it. It's over here. But no. But like, if you're if you're sitting in your car, you can listen to something, and it's fine. You can still concentrate on the road, or whatever else. But if you have one of these futuristic cars that has a heads up display in the front of your windshield, right? And that's what you're paying attention to versus paying attention to the road, which is what you should be doing. Like mm-hmm. you know, there, there's going to be some stuff. So okay. Let's see, we did Tooncast, and we kind of planned that together. And I mean, we did plan it together, but the, I'm trying to set up this question because it's difficult with how your journey is. <laughs> so, question three is: What was your plan in getting your podcast off the ground? First of all, Steve and I already had the network established, and Steve did most of the background stuff with the website and everything else. Still does, and he's awesome and all that good stuff. Right. But like for us, it was like, oh, let's just sit here for seven hours and decide on everything we want to talk about. <laughs> well, I think you originally had the plan for Tooncast before me in a way, because you had invited myself and another mm-hmm. gentleman on to be a threesome, yeah. um, a, a trilogy of hosts, I guess you could call it. Um, and obviously that didn't pan out. And we kind of like, 
on the fly seem I think on the fly we seemingly reformatted the show in a way. We didn't really reformat the show. We just didn't invite that person back. He was But I mean then once it was like the two of us then I felt a lot more instead of me just being like the third invited wheel. invited yeah. other host of you know yeah. a, a third a third a third where you don't feel as strong probably sharing opinions then it was just the two of us and it was much more like i am now uh you have unleashed my <laughs> creativity now and i'm gonna offer a lot of suggestions and ideas and yeah now it's just the two of us so i feel comfortable doing that i mean there was well with tooncast specifically we had M-Wire was the M- movie we can review at the time when Steve and I started it. When Steve and I decide on if we're going to do something, we don't know which one of us is going to take it and run with it. And usually it ends up being me that takes it and runs with it. And when when I was doing, when we were doing M-Wire, it was like, I can just look at my DVD shelf and I can make up, a, I can list a hundred films and boom, there's two years of our lives. With Tooncast, it was more of... What do you want to cover? How do you want to do it? What do we want mm-hmm. to do with this and this that? So you had a hand in the plan. Like you, oh, yeah, for sure. both had a hand in the planning of how that that can't because half the time it's okay. What cartoon do we want to do this week? How much time do we have to watch at least twenty episodes of a sixty-five episode show <laughs> where we can just talk about it really quick in an in an overview and yeah. just have fun discussing it? And that's what it was. And I think the difference is is when you put the words cartoon <laughs> and Optimus Solo together that the ideas are going to start overflowing. The possibilities are going to be uh-huh. so many that you could not possibly finish it all because I have s- – I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but I have a breadth of knowledge when it comes to cartoons and what I've seen and what I've been exposed to and what I've researched, what I've studied, what I've watched. And uh, so I made you watch all kinds of obscure stuff that you may not have watched otherwise. And I do not feel bad about that. There was some stuff that I had seen that I'm like, why are you making me watch this crap again? Nobody gives a crap about Mysterious Cities of Gold except for you. No, they don't. The theme song is great. They cared about it so much that they rebooted it. Anything that gets rebooted had some fan base. So, um, well, Adventures of Little Koala, you know, yeah, I made you watch that. And, no, uh, but you didn't make no. You didn't make me watch that. I remember. I re- like. I have a various like with my cartoon stuff. It's more of like I remember seeing an episode of that in between like twenty of Gem or twenty of He Man or twenty of Transformers. I remember Adventures of Little Koala. <laughs> what you did was you created the outtake because <laughs> you pointed out, yeah. you know, the all wet thing, which I then turned into this, which it didn't really go viral, but I tried to turn this into this viral outtake because that cartoon is very adult. Now, people, listen to the 30 second, 30, fuck, listen to the 33 second clip. Yes. Listen very carefully. <laughs> Um, if you take it out of context, yes. But well, yeah. uh, so yeah, so then there was countless nights where we were planning upon planning upon planning upon mm-hmm. planning hours and hours and hours and millions of episodes, and I, we haven't hit the million mark yet, but maybe someday. We're close. <laughs> I know I'm at least over three thousand. I think, but no, I just mean figure- Tooncast episodes in general. Oh well, no, that show will. I'll be dead before that hits a million. Okay. Yeah, so that's no. the goal. 
Where no, no, not at all. Right now we're about to approach three hundred, I think, total yeah. between Tooncast and Tooncast Beyond. So nice. So so yeah, that's that's what's going on there. So you prefer audio podcasts and all that good stuff and everything else. What kind of setup did you have when you first started podcasting and what do you currently use now? So what microphone, headphones, that kind of stuff? It's almost the same setup, actually. Um, I maybe originally, like right when we first started for that first like little bit, I probably was using a random assortment of whatever I had. Um, I think I, I bought, oh, I remember now, I bought a headset that had a microphone attached to it. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. And I ended up, it wasn't one of those cordless doohickeys like we have nowadays and things of that (laughs) nature. It was plugged into something and I am not good if I'm plugged into stuff because I ripped that out of the, I don't know. I broke it somehow. I think I tried to move and I was still connected or something. I don't know. I remember there's some being some type of damage that I (laughs) did on my headset. And then I immediately bought a blue Yeti um, microphone and I've been going strong with that since it's still holding up pretty well. I probably could get a little bit more advanced with the, what I have on my ears because I'm currently using my wife's pink headphones. And I probably could get like some some in ear things or something that's a more modern look or feel, but it do works. you mind having things in your ears? No, the only no, the, and the only thing that I worry about when I have these things on my ears is that most headsets that sit on your ears to me make noise. Uh-huh. As you talk, as you move your muscles, like they they just creak and they they do stuff, which probably I can only hear. But I always worry that some of that comes across the microphone or, you know, it's just not as seamless. So I would prefer probably having something straight in my ear that I don't have to worry about the movement. Okay. Because I'm one of those types of people that I can't, can't have things in, like I have, I've had, and I tell the story every episode. I have the JVC HX something or other. They're wired but the cord is long enough to where I don't even need most of it compared mm-hmm. to where I sit and where I'm, where the microphone is and all that. And they're just awesome. They just basically encather their noise canceling completely. Right. They, you know, I don't, unless it's a car honking or unless it's a train crashing into something or, you know, right. yes, I hear like, I don't, I don't think you heard, but I was adjust- as you're talking about, Oh, the headphones make noise. Like I was sitting here trying to adjust them on my ears, but, I heard the noise, but I don't think it came through on the no, microphone. No. So it's, and I know those- mine doesn't either. It's just like more of a self-conscious thing where I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm I can hear stuff. So I don't want to do that. And then I have a, a nice noise canceling wireless, uh, beats headphones that my wife had got me for birthday or Christmas at some point. Um, but I can't, uh-huh. I can't figure out how to do that. And the blue Yeti, like <laughs> The wireless part of the headphones, I'm not smart enough, so I, I'm sure it's can, it can be done. I'm just not very smart because I, I do have those on when I'm listening to stuff that's playing on my computer. Like, let's say if my wife or the you know the two year old is sleeping or something like that, I will put those on and listen to stuff that's playing on my computer. But yeah. when it comes to recording, it causes some type of weird conflict. So it I shouldn't. And I'm yet. sure at some point off air, I can take you through it. It should not cause any kind right. of conflict because that would be more ideal. Because right now 
what I have happening is my headset is also connected to my blue or the blue Yeti microphone. So right. it's all yeah. going into one feed. So that's the, yeah. that's the trick. So. Yeah. I mean, if you have wireless, they should, your computer, your computer should just automatically, like once you connect it, it should automatically figure out, Oh, these right. are wireless headphones or, and I don't know cause I don't use wireless because I find I like them for like you said listening for anything else like for moving mm-hmm. around I sit here on my butt for two and a half hours recording with people I do not need a wireless headset I would rather have the consistency and logistics of having it plugged in and and all mm-hmm. that so but we can figure all that out later yeah I think most of that comes down to the fact that when I'm, we're starting to record I usually have like a minute to prepare because I've <laughs> procrastinated or I'm coming in late or I'm coming, you know, busy, whatever. So it's like, I don't have time to mess with it. Usually I'm just like, Oh, I know this works. So I'll just do this. <laughs> yep. 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 So not to jinx anything or anything like that, but if your equipment eventually breaks down or fails or whatever, are you going to go out and get the same stuff or are you going to upgrade? I mean, I think the Yeti is pretty good. It is. I mean, I, I, Obviously, there's probably upgrades and different setups that you can do and that people that are more professional use. It would probably just be a cost thing. I would – whatever makes the most sense from a cost standpoint that's not going to break the bank, I would probably just go with. Uh, whether that be another Yeti or whether that be something that's yeah. upgraded that's not a, a fortune. Yeah, wired or wi- – I mean, wireless headphones, depending on how good they are. Like I know the Sony XM4s are like 350 bucks. Yeah, I'm not doing that. And those aren't, those aren't even the most recent. Those are like one generation previous. The headset that I mentioned earlier that I have, I actually have two of them. I could probably just send you the other one. But Well, my headset's fine. Like, my headset's good. Right. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my Beats ones are, are fairly yeah. expensive and good. For a microphone, though, if I needed, if it broke down and I had to get one, like, I'm not spending more than, like, $100. Oh, no, sure. no, 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 no. Over the last 14 years since we've been doing this, I've spent exactly... 150 bucks, and each time I've bought the same microphone three different times. Right. The CAD U37 condenser mic, depending on where I found it, it was anywhere from 50 to $70 each time. So I've had three versions of it in, in 14 years. And the funny thing is, the other two versions, they had upgraded or they changed it. I'm still on the same damn one I was on 14 years ago. <laughs> this thing still did it. it, it just like me, it's a machine. <laughs> something so, like that. Yeah, something like that. I thought that. you were going to say, just like you, it's old and uh, not willing to change. But you went a different direction, so I appreciate that. Uh-huh. Alrighty <laughs> then. I think this whole series proves that I've changed in podcasting in the last 14 really? years. Anyway. Well, I, I hopefully, a- the, hopefully the listeners got the gist from our uh, uh-huh. first couple of questions that we've been doing this together a long time. So there's long time and built in uh, sarcasm and busting of balls and things of that nature that I'm not just some like random person he invited on and I'm being a dick. Like, well, no, <laughs> we go but- back. <laughs> And yeah. so I have the, I have built in uh, ability to be a dick and not be judged by it. Oh, I judge you any, any, anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Whether it. you're being a dick or not, I'm going to judge you. <laughs> so speaking of all this – go to what? Yeah, yeah, next, next, yeah. Question. next question. Next. Speaking of all this time, did you think you'd be podcasting for as long as you have? 
Hmm. Honestly, I didn't think one way or the other about it. So I didn't think I would be or I wouldn't be. But mm-hmm. does it surprise me? I would say no, because a lot of my hobbies are long standing, you know, decades and decades long <laughs> hobbies that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily give up. Now, if you had been telling, if you had told me that I would have been podcasting for 13 years now, I would have hoped that I would have made more episodes than I had, but <laughs> I mean, granted I've been on over 500 or whatever, yep. probably, you know, whatever, however many it's been added on since we did that episode uh, yep. podcast, but there's been a lot of life stuff that gets in the way that prevents some time being used and this, that, and the other, I would have loved to have been on season like eight of telecast right now or something like that. And that didn't happen. Um, and I would have loved to have already done review shows of, all of G.I. Joe and all of uh, whatever, you know, Thundercats, Silverhawks, Turtles, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But we just haven't got there yet. Yeah, it's still in the works. Yeah. So, you know, hasn't <laughs> gone away. It just hasn't right. happened yet. Hey, we made it through He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Are we and sure? We made it through Mask. No, you, well. I, yeah, I said you made it. <laughs> yeah, technically I made it through Mask. You tapped out. Yeah, uh, I, I listened to that recently. I listened to a couple episodes. episodes of Mask, yeah. yeah. Fun, fun trip down memory lane. Oh Lord, yes. <laughs> no. Some people fun, really like that show. By I, the way. I mean, it's fun times. We had fun doing it. Just that show, man. Like I don't. I used to sort of defend that show a little bit mm. more mm. than I do now, and now I'm just like the theme song is kind of where it stops. Theme song starts good. and stops. No, with theme song is good, and toys are good. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Yes, the toys. But I'm saying, the idea, like, as far as the, the idea behind it was good. The characters yeah. are good. But uh, yes, some people out there like 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 that show though quite a bit. So more power to them. Yep, absolutely. So, how have your podcasting goals changed in the last thirteen years compared to now? You know, starting compared to now. I think this is probably going to be similar to what you and Steve would answer this question with. I'm just going out on a limb and guessing that. But uh, in the beginning, we—I mean, in the beginning, there <laughs> were there was so much stuff that we hadn't done, so that there was a thousand ideas, and we were just doing stuff left and right, and just mm-hmm. trying to just record all the time because we had too many ideas and so why not record and just get as many of them out there as possible i think how it's shifted probably just because of life and the fact that you know multiple of us have gone through you know marriages or births of children or job changes or relocations and things of that nature that it's now become a point to me and i i know steve would agree to this i'm not sure if you're in the camp as well but i believe you might be is that I'm only going to record if I feel some amount of passion towards whatever the topic is or the subject is, or, you know, that type of thing. I'm not going to record just to record anymore. Like we might've done the first couple of years, at least me where it's like, well, we're doing this just to say we did it in a way like, for example, Tooncast. All right. We're covering, uh, you know, hundreds of cartoons over the course of that Tooncast show and Tooncast beyond, et cetera. And there was no way that you and I were both passionate about all, you know, let's say 200 cartoons, there was going to be some that came up that we were doing just to revisit, just to remember, reminisce, see if we liked it as an adult, et cetera. So that had a purpose, but I guess how I'm relating that to it now is if it came up with one of those shows that I wasn't passionate about now, and you were like, you know, let's do a review show of that. I'm, I'm out. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm only doing stuff that 
I feel like I can bring some energy and passion because the one thing that we have discovered as we record this stuff is that it's very obvious to the listeners if we're into it or not. And it's much more enjoyable for them to listen to it if we're into it. And it's much more enjoyable for us to record it if we're into it. So, you know, if it's something up my alley, like a Transformers or He-Man or Turtles or this, that, and the other, I'm all about it. If you ask me to do a review of the CGI Masters of the Universe, though, I'm out. Can't do it. No interest, no passion about that. He's lying, folks. <laughs> he's lying. He's you know how I know he's lying because I asked him and I asked Steve, "You guys want to do the CGI one?" And Steve's like, "Yeah, sure, fine, whatever." And between the three of us, either oh, hold on, let me the completest. Hold on, hold on, let me. No, no, no. It isn't even about no. It isn't even about that. So when I asked well, him, we made a deal. Do, not what? Well, yes, but that's but just let me finish this part. Mm-hmm. So when I asked them about this and Steve was like, yeah, sure. There were things I didn't like or things I did like, whatever else. I'm kind of positive about that show. I see the negatives in it, but it's not as negative as basically you saying, oh, I guess I'll show up just to be the negative opinion of the three of us. (laughs) That's essentially what you said. And yes, I know I'm going to take that stance when it comes to talking about Netflix's shit so That's, yeah, you, yeah. you, the agreement was since we've done all the He-Man series, including the new adventures, which I would never do again, um, oh, no. it, is the fact that if I'm going to do the CGI He-Man, then you're going to do the Netflix She-Ra. Well, and yeah. Then we'll, then we'll be able to say everything was covered. But my point was uh, more so like if you said we're doing uh, an extensive look into like, I don't know, Johnny Bravo or something like I'm not doing it at this stage in my podcasting recording because it just wasn't something I was into. Yeah, and, and again, what I have done is, and how I've curated the stuff for me is more so, anything I'm interested in, I'll do it. Right. And I'm not saying like I wouldn't do it as an episode of Tooncast. Like a Tooncast, we were just, it was just a snap because it was a, a look. Yeah. And it wasn't, you didn't have to spend a lot of time with it. You know, we watched, sometimes we watched a lot. Like I remember when the first uh, Thundercats or episode came out, uh, you know, or Silverhawks, one of them, I, I think I almost watched the whole thing. Yeah, we but did. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff we would watch you know, five episodes of um, yeah, five or six just to refresh ourselves. So yeah, yeah. just to get a feel for it and stuff like that. That's not that much of an investment. I would do that. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, you know, okay, let's like a big project, like a big project would be like a top 100. So if you said that, you know, we're doing, you said we were going to be doing like the top 100 um, flavors of coffee. uh, You know, I'm not going to do that because I have nothing to bring to the table. So whereas in the beginning, you might have convinced me to do something stupid like that. Not that specific one, but, you know, something like that. I don't even drink, I don't even drink I'm sorry. Yet. I can't help but laugh at that because all I can think of is those stupid Jamaican coffee kids in the in 10 things. I, that was Costa Rican butthead. Oh, God. And some people could do that. You know, some people are coffee connoisseurs or some people could do like their 100 favorite alcohols or something or beers or whatever. But I don't drink yeah. coffee, so I don't have anything to bring to the yeah. table. Well, yeah, no. And that's what I was going to say earlier was that for me at, you know, the well, this month. Oh, crap, that anniversary is like in a couple of days away from us recording this. I'm about to celebrate 14 years of doing this podcast thing. And in 14 years, what I have done is I have cultivated the point of, like I said a second ago, I will review anything that 
I enjoy because that's what right. I want to do. I want to talk about the things that I enjoy and I cater that those things to very, like I've cultivated so many people in so many different things over the last 14 years. Like I would never in my right mind ask you to do something that I know <laughs> like you have no interest in. I might check with you and say, right. Hey, I'm thinking of doing something like this. If right. it's not something you are interested in, please let me know now so right. I can move forward and, you know, whatever. So the so, short yeah. answer to that long answer <laughs> that I gave was over the years, I, I guess I've just become more selective. Like in the beginning, if anybody yeah. asked me a guest on their show or a co-host or do it, whatever, a spot on this episode, I probably would have said yes, 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 as long as my schedule allowed it. And mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm much, just much more selective and I'm, I try to keep the passion in whatever I'm doing. Right. Absolutely. All right. As a, this is going to be weird. I mean, I guess technically you've been doing it for a while now, but as a podcast listener, what defines a good podcast to you? It's, it starts and ends with energy. Um, someone has energy, it comes across. Like, it's just, I think that's something I, I didn't learn necessarily through listening to podcasts. That's something I learned when I was a teacher. Um, because if you are, quote unquote lecturing or giving a lesson or doing anything in front of students and you don't have energy and you're boring and you're not, you know, all in and passionate about it. It's just a terrible lesson. Whereas if you're someone that's, you know, making it interesting, making it fun, making it humorous, et cetera, it just goes over so much better. So I think that's one thing. I mean, there's just little things like as far as technical stuff that you learn as you listen to other podcasts, like some are just much better when it comes to the editing process than others, some just leave stuff in that you're like, well, nobody's paying attention there. So just trying to, those glaring things catch uh, sound quality, I think was something that came across a lot more as I listen to more podcasts, because you can listen to a dozen podcasts and you're going to hear a dozen different levels of quality when it comes to sound and recording. And I'm not saying that I'm at the top of any of that, but you know, you can tell when someone's recording on a cell phone you know, someone's recording while they're driving, someone's recording on um, cheaper equipment versus okay equipment versus expensive equipment. Obviously, there's professionals out there that are making a lot of money doing this and they have a really great equipment. And so you can tell. Yeah. So, but there's just different stages of, of that quality of, of sound that I've noticed more when I started listening to it, because if you're always recording it's hard because you might listen to yourself back or some of your episodes back to hear it. But if you don't have something to compare it to, you're not really seeing, Oh wait, they sound way better than we do. Or what are they doing? That's making that work and and things of that nature. And I think the other thing is just ads. Uh, (laughs) Some shows get really hard to listen to because of the number of ads. Now, granted, I listen to a lot of the uh, Conrad Thompson. I don't know what the name of his group of podcasts are but i listen to a lot of them and they are chuck unless you do the ads free version they're chucked full of ads yeah he he does do a good job of making them very humorous though at times so i don't mind them as much but i've listened to other stuff where it's just like ad after ad after ad like they talk for like 15 seconds and then it's another ad and it's just like man i'm out like i can't do it so just just having something to compare it to i think is what i learned as i started listening to podcasts yeah and we understand that because our stuff has ads. It's had ads for at least the last six, seven years now. For sure. And we get it, but I have worked my ass off 
to make sure that the ads that our provider wants us to have in there are not breaking up conversation. Yeah, because that sucks. That is the worst thing in the world. Like, I just listened to a podcast today where they did a nice little preamble intro, and then they did their, uh, you know, welcome to the show. I'm this host, this host, and this host. And as soon as that third host said their name, I heard the little sound effect, and boom, we were in an ad. And it wasn't Hmm. even, was not even five minutes into the show. So I've curated to the point where you're going to hear two ad breaks in this episode, folks. And, you know, that's where all of the ads will be. So it does not take away from the amazing stories that Optimus Olo has. Let's not get carried away here. Amazing is in air quotes, even though people can't see me making air quotes with yes, one hand. because we're not doing the video. Yes, yes, video. But I break cameras. I don't, I don't, yeah, anyway. He's not lying. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) As a listener, what does a podcast have to have to draw you in? So you listen to an episode, whether it's a new one or whether you start at the beginning. What in, say, the first five minutes does that show have to have for you to come back and listen to the next one? I think it just goes back to my other answer. It has to have energy off the bat. Like Mm -hmm. It has to have some type of upbeat. Uh, something where you can see the passion in their voices or you can hear the humor or something of that nature. Because if it's just like, if it's kind of like what I'm doing right now, where it's just somebody monotone, just like, well, you're hello. not monotone. No, but if I was just like, today we're going to talk about yes, this subject that's... over here and this is what we're going to do for the next hour and 15 minutes. And I hope you like it because we're going to talk about that. And, you know, if it's something like that, like, yeah. I'm not going to make it past about 30 seconds. And I've tried because there's been stuff that has been of similar topics that we've covered or stuff that we've been researching or different things that just were related to. Like, let's say we're doing our journey through all the He-Man shows. You know, I listen to a few other He-Man podcasts and some of them are well-established, you know, long running ones. Some of them are just kind of one-offs, things of that nature. And, you know, they're all different levels of quality. When we used to, I used to try to like listen to a few different things when we were trying to add more shows to our network, Mm -hmm. we would try to branch out and say, Hey, you know, we don't have anything that covers this. Let's go find a few podcasts and listen to them and whatever. And sometimes that's very painful and and you'll see those people (laughs) that just don't have any, and it's, it's nothing wrong. Like you guys can record whatever you want to record. And some people aren't doing it for listeners. You know, like a lot of times we're not doing it for listeners. We're doing it, you know, yes, because some people like it and hopefully people will like it, but we're not like, we're not professionals. We're not making a, um, you know, no. a, a salary doing this or things of that nature. So whatever we want to record is fine. You know, it's not hurting anybody. So whatever, if it, it brings us joy, we should do it regardless. And these people should do it as well. But you could just tell, like when you were listening to some of those, you're like, I don't need to, I don't need to finish this episode episode to know that it's not something we want to add to the network. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I, I, I always say this as part of my story is that in the beginning, I sounded like the very the very first radio announcer you see in Good Morning Vietnam, the old guy. Today, the weather will be, you know, the wind will be 45 miles out of the east or the west or the what, you know, right before Robin Williams comes into Good Morning Vietnam. That was me in the beginning. And after 14 years, I think I've perfected being better than that. Right. <laughs> not the best, reading, I'm not the worst, is- but 
What? R- reading is reading is also something. If you're just reading stuff, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, if you're just going to read the Wikipedia synopsis, then are you really doing a podcast, or are you just reading the like? Look, we get it. You know, uh, synopsis. If you're doing a review show, you have to read some sort of synopsis from somewhere, or you have to write one yourself after watching the thing or doing whatever. And it's fine. I, I, I still read every now and then, and, and half the time I'll call myself out on it. I'm going to be reading this now, just so you know. You know, that kind of thing. And it's fine, but, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, don't just sit there in front of the microphone and read aloud. This isn't a book report. It's a goddamn podcast, damn it. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) As a listener, do you prefer – oh, God – this question. As a listener, do you prefer short 30 minutes to an hour and 30 minute shows, or do you prefer sh- longer podcast episodes as in two hours or more? I know a lot of people are very hung up on this. Um, they, they will only listen to stuff if it's X amount of time or blah, 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 blah. I honestly don't care. If it's interesting, I'll listen to a three hour podcast. If it's interesting, I'll listen to a 20 minute podcast. Like I, it does not affect me how long it is. I have various amounts of time. So usually I'm listening to like, for example, if I'm putting on just throwing something out there, let's say I'm going to listen to something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. And it's about, I don't know, macho man, Randy Savage. And it's Mm -hmm. a two hour and 10 minute show. Like I'm probably listening to that in three or four chunks. Right. You know what I mean? I'm listening to it on my way to work. I get about, you know, 30 to 40 minutes in. I listen to it on my way back, get another 20, 30 minutes in, you know, an hour where I, while I'm mowing the yard. And then that episode gets done and I just click on the next one and I listen to that however many days it's going to take me to finish that one. And then I go on. So it really doesn't matter to me as long as it's interesting. Like, I don't care if it's a lot of time spent on a subject, if it's something that's entertaining me, it's something that's interesting. It's something that's humorous. You know, some, one of those things has to be happening. It's got to be interesting, you know, humorous, uh, you know, something of that nature for me to keep listening. But I've listened to some, I don't tend to listen to short ones that much just because the ones that I tend to listen to happen to be mostly an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. But but that doesn't mean when I see something that's less than that I'm like oh no like I'll whatever if it's a 45 yeah. minute show I'll I'll check it out and see what see what's up. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of the same way. I mean, as long as it's I would say as long as it's 45 minutes at at minimum, you know, I and I have in the past listened to 3 4 5 hour shows. We've recorded three, four, five. Look, look at all ninety thousand episodes of the Top One Hundred Countdowns, folks. That's, <laughs> I think I added that up recently. Amongst the seven that are, or the six or seven that are currently done, I think it's just over. Yeah, it's just under a hundred hours of content for seven different Top One Hundred Countdowns since twenty eleven. Yeah. To me, but it's, it's different of, than a. It's different than a TV show, right? Like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. if you're listening to a TV show, I'm not. I don't prefer to stop that in the middle. Movies sometimes you can, but like a TV show, you'd really need to watch the whole thing. So if it's an hour TV show, if it's a half hour TV show, you mm-hmm. got to finish it. With yeah. a podcast for me, I don't care where I have to stop. Like if I have to stop twenty minutes in, yeah. and then the next time I watch forty, listen to forty five minutes, and then one time I'm able to listen to an hour at a time, yeah. like it makes no difference. I stop it and I pick it up right where it left off because they're just talking about stuff. It's not like I have to remember what character A was doing with character B and what the motive between this killer was or this lover was or whatever. <laughs> I'm just listening to people talk about a subject that I like, so I can pick it up wherever and it doesn't affect me. So it, it could be a yeah. three hour podcast and 
maybe I listen to it in three one hour chunks. That's yeah. fine. Who cares? Yeah, and that's the thing with podcasts is that play pause, play pause, or play stop, right. play stop. Like it, it's a stop. It's but podcasting, podcast listening is essentially stop and go traffic. There have been times where I've been listening to one podcast and I'll see a new episode from another podcast. I'll stop the one I'm listening to and go listen to the other one because I'm more interested in it. And, and yeah. I'll go back to the one I was already listening to, that kind of thing. And the time thing, it is what it is. But again, like we've already said. I get it if it's your- long for no reason. If it's long and it's yeah. not, it's stopped being interesting or there's too many dead spots or lulls yeah. or uninteresting yeah. sections and they're just kind of rambling, that's different. Yeah. And I mean, there are perfectly good podcasts out there that do like to ramble and they will. There are plenty of podcasts I know and I enjoy that do tangents and everything else. And they may not Usually always- okay if it's comedic. Usually yeah. okay if, yeah. it's, if there's some level of comedy or humor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, even we, even I do it plenty of times. Well, I mean, there. you're not funny, but other than that, ha, <laughs> asshole. Twice. So, getting back to the time thing, in the beginning, I didn't want to do. Sh- I still don't want to do short stuff, but like you said, it basically depends on what the content is. It depends on what the hosts have to say. And if after 45 minutes, it's a good show and it's, we find a wrap wrap up place. Fine. doesn't have to be an hour. doesn't have right. to be an hour and a half. Doesn't that like, why draw? It's just like, it's, we, you, you brought up the top 100 and it's very similar. Cause I mm-hmm. typically am steering the boat on the top 100s and trying to navigate the waters through the listings and reveal the stuff and this like yeah. that. And I'm throwing it to different people to get their opinion on whatever has been revealed at this number and that number. And uh, I, you know, if we're on a certain number, so let's just say, for example, we're doing the top 100 animated series and, you know, Transformers comes up. Everyone's going to have a lot to say about Transformers. So if it's interesting and it's and it's uh, moving at a good pace and the conversation's kind of bouncing back and forth, you know, I might let let that go on for a good number of minutes. You know, if the next show comes up and it's some show that not as many people on the panel are familiar with, you know, we might spend only um, thirty seconds on it or a minute on it or something like yeah. that. So it's kind of like that same thing. Like, so we might have top one hundred episodes that ended up running really long compared to other ones. You know, most of them do run long, but we might have you know the difference between a two hour and a half one and a one hour and forty five minute episode is how much that conversation was bouncing, how much it was there was energy, how much we were keeping you know focus and whatnot and not having to, you know, ramble into nothingness. So it's kind of uh, the difference between that, you know, steering that boat and trying to decide, okay, it's time to move on. So I'm never thinking about, oh, this, we need to clock in at two hours exactly. You know, we can clock yeah, in 20 no. minutes longer, yeah. minutes shorter. It just depends on how things were going. Again, it also goes into planning as far as like specifically for like a news show or this show or that news reaction show, whatever it is, you know, when we do all things Transformers or when we do Alter Geek or whatever, even GeekCast Radio, depending on what the topic is, usually I or Steve or somebody will come up with bullet points and and I'm specifically talking about the discussion shows, uh, not the review shows, the, the overall geek discussion type stuff. Where it's like, oh, okay, well, we have enough that we want to talk about that's going to take us to about 45 minutes or so as far as the actual final recording once it's edited and whatever else. Okay, great, fine, that's that's awesome. Like, the this is a while ago now, but by the time this comes out, it will be a while ago. 
the last episode, the last news reaction episode, Steve and I did, I, I think it stopped at like 48, 50 minutes because we were done talking about the stuff that we wanted to talk about. And that's fine. I, you know, let, well, like we said, the whole time thing is, it's a weird some people are Some people are very much, you know, they do not want, they won't hey. listen to you if you're more than 45 minutes or whatever. That's fine. Yeah. It's fine. To each of their own. Yep. They don't listen to a lot of GeekCast radio stuff, I promise. <laughs> well, you know, 100 hours for seven count, 700 mm-hmm. episodes, 700 numbers, you know, that's, yeah. that's a lot. Uh, as a listener, do you start at the beginning of a podcast, the most recent episode, or do you jump, jump around? Hmm. It depends on the topic. Like, if I'm... If I, I haven't done this, but if I was going to go out and listen to Powers of Grayskull or Mass Mayhem or the TFG1 podcast, I'm starting at the beginning and I'm going episode by episode in chronological order all yeah. the way through because that doesn't make sense to do it any other way for me. When it comes to a lot of these wrestling ones that I was – or even the movie ones, you know, for the movie ones, for example, there are some – I would not listen to most of them unless I had already seen the movie. So, you know, when we were able to watch as many movies as we were up, you know, a number of years ago, when we were going to the movie theater twice a week or, you know, three times a week or whatever it was, I was able to keep up with those. And most of the time it was something that was related to something I'd just seen. So I would listen to it right away, et cetera. But let's say they had one and it was one that I had missed in the theater. I would skip that one until it was out on DVD. Then I was able to watch it. Then I would go back and listen to that episode and things of that nature. When it comes to the wrestling ones, it just completely depends on the interest level. So, you know, if they were doing an episode on Tatanka or Macho Man or someone like that, British Bulldog, I would probably listen to that as soon as it drops. If they're doing an episode on someone I didn't really care about, like the, I don't know, the Brooklyn Brawler or something like that, <laughs> I, it might have to sit in the queue for a while before I got to it. And then it just depends on the actual podcast. Like 83 weeks, I typically, there's not many of those that I don't listen to. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to clear that. Whatever ones are left in there that I haven't listened to, I'll clear out first before maybe one of the other wrestling ones that I'm not quite as into. Some of those are more fallbacks. Like if there's no 83 weeks or no something to wrestle with, then I'll go to Grilling JR or My World with Jeff Jarrett and see what's new on there. And I'll just kind of scroll through and pick whichever one seems interesting to me because those aren't really there. There's no there's no sequential reason to listen to those in a certain order. It's just random topics. So it just depends on the topic of the uh, of the actual podcast. As a listener, how many hosts are too many on one episode? Man, if I would have not been a listener, I would have been able to skip like half these questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it depends. I would say probably when you're getting into the five range, that's way that's probably too many. Unless mm-hmm. unless the topic just really caters to something, and you really have to have somebody driving the ship in that situation. Oh yeah. Because otherwise people are talking over each other or there's just not good direction. So if you do have a four or five or six person podcast, you really have to be careful with who's leading the direction there. So in general, three, I think, is a really good number for most shows. Two is can work with a lot of shows. One takes a very special person and or topic or just you know everything has to line up perfectly i'm trying to do a solo podcast behind the scenes and build up episodes and whatnot and we'll see if it works or not but you really have to be the energizer bunny when you're doing that and 
be on top of things. So really I'd say two, three, four, but three is about perfect. Yeah. Three, three is most definitely the, the evenest of the odd numbers out there. So that's, (laughs) that's what they, that's what it needs to be. When do you stop listening to a podcast altogether? Most of the time it's for me so far, it has been three things probably, I guess. Yeah, let's say three things. Well, four. We'll go with four. So the first one is the most common one for me, which is I just have another podcast that is catching more of my attention at that moment. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to a whole lot of movie podcasts, which was good, and I enjoyed them a lot. But then my for a little bit, I just got into the wrestling stuff and the nostalgia there, and I had an itch that I needed to scratch there. So the, the wrestling podcast kind of took precedence, and I stopped listening to most of the movie podcasts that might cycle back again. You know, as I get tired of the wrestling podcast, I might need to change. It's just kind of like, like when you're eating enough certain foods, you know, you can OD on certain stuff and then you go like, especially when it comes to the junk food or a certain type of chip or, you know, stuff like that. Like you go for a while where you're just like getting it every time you go to the store and then, then you go six months without it type thing. Yeah. So it could just be something else as a flavor of the month for, for now. Uh, that could be one reason why I just stop listening to it altogether. The second reason would be probably, and we're me myself specifically, um, guilty of this in the podcast that I have been a part of is the frequency or the regularity of the releases stops being consistent. So if all of a sudden, you know, you're used to watch, you're used to checking every Wednesday for it to drop or, you know, every other Wednesday for it to drop. And then all of a sudden it's two months and there's not an episode, and then you listen to one and there's three months and there's not an episode, you start to lose a little bit of the, you, you get out of the habit, I guess, of checking that specific feed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. chicken pot pod could have made a resurgence and, and all of a sudden be putting episodes out in 2022. And I would not know about it because I stopped checking that like a decade ago. You know what I mean? But it, it, it would be something where if they were having, and I know state Christopher Stapleton doesn't do podcasts, but, um, He's in a different walk of life now, but I would listen to their show if there was a new episode tomorrow, but I'm not going to know that because I stopped checking because eventually I got out of the habit because they just weren't happening. So just the infrequency of, of episodes, which I'm guilty of most of the time. And then the other one, uh, sometimes a host just rubs me the wrong way. So sometimes there it's, it's like, a friendship or a relationship, you know, you, everything's good in the beginning. So when you're listening to that podcast and you're, you're new to listening to that host and things like that, like everything's all good and you might be giving them the benefit of the doubt, but then you've listened to 150 episodes and now certain things that they do are grating on your nerves. So I'm not going to name a specific podcast, but for example, there was one that I used to listen to and I have nothing against them or their podcast, but they would continuously use a couple words that were not being used properly. Like they weren't, they didn't understand what the word meant. So, but they used it a lot as a descriptor (laughs) and it was just driving me nuts that they were using a a word incorrectly. (laughs) And, you know, just something simple like that. It could be just a phrase that they use over and over again. It's like, you know, those ticks that you have when you're, a speaker in front of people like 
thumbs or the um i just did it it. sometimes it's a phrase like i used to have a boss that would say what did he say oh god it's gonna drive me nuts because he used it all the freaking time like this wasn't what he said but it, it would be similar to like saying after every phrase being saying the words like on that note on that note, on that note, on that and note. And on that note, we're going to be moving on to the next thing, and then we're going to spend right, 20 right. minutes so on to this, and then on that note, we're going to go to the next thing. Right, yep, so yep, if there's yep, just yep. like one of those that's – sometimes those don't, don't even hit my radar, but sometimes it's a grading one. So if, if it's something like that, I'm just not probably – you know, eventually it's going to hit a time where the relationship's like – now those things that my friend is doing is driving me nuts. <laughs> you know, where you have that first fight with your best friend because you've spent like 700 nights together uh, with sleepovers and parties and things like that. And you're finally like, you're on my last nerve. So it's, it's kind of like one of those where I'll just stop cold turkey with a podcast for a while. And I might go back to it later on. But so I guess those are the main three. I said four, but those are the main three. Yeah. I mean, it, it just depends, really. And, you know, all those things that we use to fill the space. I would rather in the editing. I would rather just cut the dead air than have to cut. Yeah, yeah. I know this is a like. No, no. Some of the ticks don't bother me. Like, like if someone is doing it, but they're staying in pattern, so to speak, or staying in staying in cadence. Mm-hmm. then it's not going to grate on my nerves. Like what I'm talking about, where I would just like stop listening to someone. Yeah, yeah. So I think we all have had certain stuff. Dan and I, especially I think in the, would have phrases or words that we would say a lot in the beginning that those never bothered me. Like when I was listening to talking in circles or some of his stuff, there was not much that he would do that would bug, bug me. And it might, yeah. I might, I might even have the wrong person. It might be somebody else I co-hosted with at one point that did have a couple of those phrases that they used, but they didn't do it in a way that wrecked the rhythm of the speech and the discussion and things like that compared yeah. to when it's something where it's, it's just like, you're doing that and it's throwing me off. <laughs> like I can't yeah. follow yeah. the conversation now. But and yeah, the funny I, thing is, is, and, and my biggest thing with the ums and the ahs and, 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 uh, my two biggest things with that is it infects me because I will start doing it if people do it. And it gets to the point where <laughs> it gets to the point where my brain just fell out of my head and I don't know what the hell I was going to say. Well, God that's damn it. happened before. Well, we know that, but hello, I am, I am brain damaged, but it's one of those things where it, Oh, that's what it is. It surprises me that I can have a conversation with anybody in real life on the telephone, hell, without even hitting the record button. And ain't nobody saying, um, but as soon as that record light goes on, as soon as as somebody's microphone starts blinking at them, they're um, going to um, say this um, on every other um. But I think think the reason that happens is because when they're being recorded, they're trying to think out their words very carefully because of the culture and the society that we live in, in a way, and not to get political or whatever, but it's, it's, you can say stuff that gets misinterpreted so easily or taken out Mm -hmm. of context so easily that I think as soon as that button goes on for a lot of us, we're trying to pick our words carefully. We're trying to think out our things before we say them. But we're more conscious of the fact that when you're doing that in real life, like if I'm having a conversation with you on the phone Mm -hmm. or in person and I pause, you're not going to think anything of it. It's uh, I'm pausing. I'm thinking about what I'm going to say next and it's not awkward. But when we're recording, 
that same pause, we get nervous about subconsciously that now there's a pause that the listeners are listening to that makes us feel like we need to fill it with something it's subconsciously, not consciously, but subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it, and I and I understand it. It's just the other thing for me that really just burns me is if you're gonna do, oh, this this movie was nah, fine. Make the damn sound effect. Don't sit here and tell me it's a goddamn chef's kiss. I cannot. There's two words in podcasting I hate besides um is chef's kiss. Don't ever say it. Oh, my God. I will edit it out so damn fast. You can make the sound effect. You can use some other descriptor, but it just, oh, it's it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. All right. Good to know. (laughs) Put that in my back pocket. There you go. What podcasts are you currently listening to? I basically have already mentioned it. It's something to wrestle with and 83 weeks are the main two. Okay. Occasionally I will listen back to some of our stuff, Mm -hmm. whether it's present or past, if I'm coming up with ideas or trying to brainstorm about something we may or may not do just to refresh my memory and things of that nature. Um, And eventually I'll probably listen to more of the movie podcast. If, and when I get to watch movies again, that's going to be the interesting thing with your young two-year-old daughter is that once she grows up, you can say, well, I could, I guess I could do a hell of a run on some animated movies right now. You want me to talk about trolls world tour? I got you, Luca. I'm all <laughs> over it. Uh, Encanto, I can tell you beat by beat. So you want to talk about any of those? I got you. Nobody gives a crap about Bruno. <laughs> I guess not. In multiple movies. They don't like Bruno. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick ad break. You're going to hear some ads and some other stuff, and we're going to come back to continue on with Optimus Solo and ask him all about his podcast production right after this. Because the world needs another movie podcast. The GeekCast Radio Network presents for your listening pleasure, The Cinema Geek. Hosted by Amanda, Kevin, Matt, and Dan. Each week we dive headfirst in the landscape of movies as we discuss movie news, play movie games, go in-depth on reviews, and even have a top ten countdown or two. Also, don't miss our director retrospective series, where we review noted director's movies film by film. Bottom line is, if you love movies and love podcasts, you need to experience The Cinema Geeks. You can find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or geekcastradio.com. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the Geekcast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who 42 Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Marku 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. Hi, I'm Terry Smith, the host of Music Talks, the podcast where I ask guests a simple but beguiling question. Choose a song from each decade of your life and tell me why these songs mean so much to you. Guests and listeners love this format. And if you want to find out why, then take a listen at musictalkspod.buzzsprout.com or use your favorite podcast app. Just search on Music Talks Terry Smith. If you'd like to be a guest on the show and... Talk to me until 
then send me a tweet at Music Talks Pod. I look forward to doing some music talking soon. Do you know John Hyatt's songs? Maybe you know them from being covered by Roseanne Cash, Three Dog Night, The Neville Brothers, Emmylou Harris, Eric Clapton, B.B. King, Jeff Healy, Bonnie Raitt, or literally hundreds of others. Maybe you have some of his albums on your shelf or in your cow-horned Cadillac right now. I'm Jesse Jackson. And I'm Sylvan Groff. And we're going to dive in from A to Z. Join us on the Perfectly Good Podcast. We're going to discuss all of your favorites and uncover some forgotten gems from Aces Up Your Sleeve to Zero House. Rate and debate every John Hyatt song on the Perfectly Good Podcast. Have Have a a little little faith. Hi, my name is Dr. Andrea Letamendi, clinical psychologist. And I'm Brian Ward, nerd. And we want to invite you to listen to our new podcast, The Arkham Sessions. It's a podcast dedicated to the fun and geeky analysis of Batman the Animated Series, episode by episode. We pay tribute to the writers and the stories of the animated series. While also exploring the very real psychology behind Gotham's rogues. And maybe even its heroes. All of this and more each week on the Arkham Sessions at underthemaskonline.com. Hello, geeks and geekettes. Looking for a podcast that covers a vast array of topics? Then check out Altered Geek Unleashed, where we discuss our thoughts on this week's geeky news, tech, gaming, television shows, movies, cartoons, comics, and more. So, get altered, get geeky with the Altered Geeks. Every Friday on the GeekCast Radio Network. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toycast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6O and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. We are back here inside Studio 2009, and we're going to talk about podcast production. I'm, of course, Steve Chair and Mike, back with Optimus Solo. As a producer, do you find yourself listening to podcasts less and less? Hmm. I would say no. I think I listen to them more, actually, just to see what other people are doing, what kind of uh, techniques they're using, et cetera, et cetera. But it's more subconsciously or vicariously or whatever word you want to use. Like it's not like I'm actively hunting down people and studying their techniques. It's just pay attention while I'm listening to what people are doing and what I like that I hear and what I don't like that I hear. Yeah. That question is more of once you and you're not – you're not like me. Nobody's like me. Thank God. Thank God. But <laughs> but uh, we're, we're basically podcasting is my life, whether it's listening or producing or whatever. But when we first started X number of years ago now, I found myself listening less and less because I was doing more work on the shows yeah. and stuff. Like in the beginning, I wasn't editing anything. Steve was doing that. So I could go listen to whatever. And then I took over the editing, which is fine. I like I've never had a problem with that. 
you know, and now I find myself in more of a mix of, you know, kind of like equal time. Like I'll spend two or three days catching up on podcasts and then I'll spend two or three days editing seven day. Like, yeah. Uh, so we're in 2023 now over the, the end of the Christmas break folks, I edited, I think eight podcasts to be released uh, the end of 2022, beginning of this, the, this new year that we're in, in 2023. So usually I don't, I haven't had the stamina to do that since before the top 100 Transformers characters countdown, which nearly killed me. That's my best shot. So, yeah, yeah it's probably the only shot you're going to get now. <laughs> As a producer, are you a podcast planner or are you throwing stuff at the mic to see what sticks? Please I don't, don't throw, throw things generally. I am a planner to a fault, I would say. I like to plan and over plan and plan things that are never going to happen and write things down and make lists and make schedules and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. They will happen. We just That's have the to damn find problem the time with life. to do them. Time. Father time, you son of a. Well. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, let's see. As a producer, are you a one-man show kind of host, or do you prefer I working enjoy with both, honestly. I mean, it's easier with co-hosts. It's easier to bounce things off of and keep the energy going and keep the flow going. I like to somewhat – I like on the top 100s kind of moderating that in a bit or directing the flow in a way. Not that I don't add my own two cents, but I kind of mm-hmm. like being the guy that – throws it to this person or throws it to that person or tries to decide when it's time to move on or when it's time to probe some more. Like I like doing all that, but I also have done some solo stuff where way back in the day with telecast and kind of behind the scenes on some other things that I've been doing. And it's somewhat fun as well, only because I can do that when I have the time without coordinating anything. So if I have free time that's unexpected or spontaneous and I want to be creative or I want to do that, I don't have to reach out to anybody. I don't have to schedule it. I can just grab a camera or grab an audio, you know, mic or whatever and just have at it. So that's kind of fun to just be your one man gang at times, but it is tricky. Yeah. It's, I don't like it because it's more of, Oh shit. What am I going to do now for me? Like it's like, like I'll have a thought, but I want to have somebody there right. to discuss the it's, thought. It takes with. a lot more planning and it's a lot more of performance. Isn't the right word, but you really have to kind of hype yourself up. You have to have the energy. You have to have, like I yeah. like for me, I've been in some theatrical, you know, community theater type things. And you're the one that has to know your lines, right? You're the one that has to know your actions and what you're going to do and your movements and placing and all that kind of choreography type stuff. So when you're getting ready for something like that, you're somewhat hyping yourself up. You're repeating your lines in your head. You're when I say hype, like just really trying to make sure you have the energy and, and all that type of stuff, because you are, even though you're working with a group, you're really responsible for your own actions. And I feel like that's what you have to do when you're solo recording. Yeah. You have to do a lot of planning. You have to have your bullet notes or memorize things or whatever it's going to be. And then so you have a roadmap. And then during the course of that, you have to really make sure that you're the one that's bringing the entertainment value, the energy, the passion behind it. Whereas when I'm recording with, say, you and Steve or you and Dan or on a top 100, 
outside of the prep work that goes into the list creation, I don't have to do any of that because it's a little bit more of an improv thing when we're with a group. Like I, I don't have to hype myself up. Mm -hmm. I just have to know the general roadmap and I can just bounce off of each other, you know, everybody on the, on the record. So it's a completely different experience, but I kind of enjoy both. Yeah. And it's the same thing for me. It's like, for me, I not like, I've always said since for the last 13 and a half years of the network of GCRN, Steve overall is the voice is the, is the guy that people may or may not usually hear first, but normally what I've fallen into, what I've tended to do since I have the most time to dedicate to it is I have become the intro and outro host. So whereas like I'll start the show and then I'll hand it off to you or whatever else. And then you can go ahead, be the host, do the directing the traffic and what I, especially in the top 100s. I mean, you do a great job of that. I can't, oh God, I, math, don't even get me started. You know, so it's one of those types of things where it's a team effort, especially right. on a project like that. Like, you can't not want, like, especially depending on which group of people we're having on it. Like, it's different if it's you, me, Steve, and Dan, or DJ, or somebody that mm -hmm. we're just used to recording with. When it's a new person that we're not used yep. to or two new people and every record it's changing mm -hmm. that adds a whole new element because you do have to make sure yeah. that you're not letting them ramble or picking out points where it's dragging and, and moving along and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How do you go Good about Lord, finding your co-host? No, I'm just, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Technically, he berated oh, us, and then we let him on the show. I let him remember that was kind of and a half years ago or something. <laughs> You're gonna have to refresh know, my memory right? once upon a time at some point. <laughs> but anyways, I when I was doing telecast, it was pretty simple. I just reached out to anybody that was part of the network, and I. It was more about who had interest in a topic, who had knowledge of a topic, versus wanting that person or wanting this person when when we do the top 100 yeah it's a little different we do try to get somebody that has some knowledge about said subject matter etc but with top 100 it's a lot more about who's going to bring and that like i keep going back to the whether it be the humor whether it be the energy you know it's something of that nature and that's why dj ends up being on so many records because he just brings a natural energy and and humor and passion to whatever he's doing but that plays a part. It, it depends on what kind of record we're doing. Like if we were doing like back in the day when we were really getting into like a, a subject matter and needing experts, that's a different thing when it's something that's a little bit more fun and just yeah. uh, laid back, then it's a different search. So I think it's, it just depends on what the record is. Yep. Absolutely. As a producer, do you feel you need a mixing board and all the fancy stuff that essentially would be shown at a radio station or are you good with a at great the beginning? I thought that stuff was going to be necessary. I, I do enjoy having like a bank of sound effects that I can put in myself in the editing part of it. I don't necessarily need it mm -hmm. where I can play it on air or play it while the record is happening for everybody to hear. I'm more of a going after the words and find where yeah. spots are that I can tick that in or, or, or squeeze that in. So every once in a while I have something planned, so I'm going to allow a pause or I'm going to kind of throw to something that I know I'm going to do ahead of time. But I don't, I, I at the beginning I thought it would yep. be really cool to have the mixing board and the sound effect board and all that type of different stuff. But the more I did it, I was like, I don't think that's necessary. And it's for me, as someone that's a complete novice, it just complicates the record, and I'd rather complicate the editing than the record. Huh. 
even if I'm editing, like I'd rather have to deal with it on my end than than bog down right. the flow of the natural record. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good enough. Yeah, no, to do exactly. It on fly either. And and I yeah I I remember the days when we would use Pamela Call Recorder and we they they had a sound effect board and they had a sound effect board where you could actually add in because I remember mm-hmm. using Daffy's line from. From the fifty first, mm-hmm. you smug son of a you smug son of a. I remember using that all the time, but like it's much easier and it's much more, like you find a place like like you said with the stopping. Like if, if somebody stops and then like if you insult me or I insult you, and then there's a small pause. Well, in the editing, like you just said, we can just take that, take the pause out, put the clip in. And move on and be done with it, and it still I mean, sounds I don't like think it I've was actually done. Ha, right. Pause. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. As a producer, how much time do you put in the editing of the show? So, whatever podcast it is, maybe back in the telecast days when you were editing stuff, or what you know, Cinema Geeks, all that stuff. Like, if you record a thirty or forty or fifty minute show or an hour and a half show, how much time? It really depends. Do you it's a case by case basis editing? for me. When I was doing just a general Cinema Geeks episode, it didn't take that long. I could probably edit that in half hour, 45 minutes, something like that just depends on how many clips I want to throw in and stuff like that. When I was doing something like a year end or a top list or something that was a little bit more of a monumental episode or just, especially with the top 10 movies, cause I could throw in clips of various movies into it. So there was a little bit more of that. So that made it take a little bit longer. Obviously it can take as long as you want. If it was something I was really passionate about and wanted it to be like the best episode I could put out, then it's probably going to take an hour and a half, two hours, something of that nature. If I'm doing my stuff on my own where it's just me, it ends up taking a little bit longer than like a general episode of something just because there's a lot when it's just me, I try to add a lot more other stuff in there to try to keep the energy and keep the flow going. And so it's not just someone listening to me straight for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it might be. So I found when I'm doing my solo stuff, it yeah. takes a little bit longer. And when I'm doing my video stuff, it takes ex- like exponentially longer. Yeah, video is a whole other... And I'm still I, learning uh, that, so I'm sure if I was better right. at it, I wouldn't take as long. But it just takes a while to do that. And I have to do all that on my phone at the moment. So that's just... It's a smaller yeah. surface to work, and sometimes my fingers are fat. Yeah, exactly. That's why if I ever do... Because I've done, I've done YouTube videos for years now, but I don't do them very, very often. And I do them on my phone as well. But I try to make sure I don't need to edit anything. Like, I'll sit here... Like, I'll... I did this, I think... Before the before we clicked record on this half of the episode, but basically I have you know like something like this. You know, uh, I'm not gonna like if I do a video on that or if I do a video on this. Yes. Then I'm going to make sure I have it set up in a way where I know exactly what I'm saying. I know what I'm doing. I actually have I use a Pocket Tripod Pro for the Google Pixel Six Pro. That's a lot of pros in those name, folks. Boy, naming of phones. Get don't get me started. But it's one of those things where it's yeah, video is a whole other. I would much rather deal with audio. Yeah, it's easier. Anything. Yeah. It's so much easier. Yeah, it's. And I mean, I take the approach of I'm going to put like I have nothing but time on my hands because technically mm-hmm. this is my job. 
you know, kind of thing where it's like, I can put X number of hours into something or I, like I have, I took a screenshot the other day, I think, and I'm only saying this because it was him who did it, but I think Steve sniffled in the middle of a recording on his track and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll edit that out. I'll obviously cut that out and I took a screen cap of the waveform because I was going to send it to a friend of mine. I'm like, see, this is how I do it. Cause he asked me about a tool, uh, this guy that actually it's the next episode of this podcast. Uh, next week I'm going to have Ellis Rovin on doing his podcast approach and he's an audio guy like I am kind of thing. And he asked me about some audio tool, like whatever, like not a mouse, not like a standard computer mouse. And I'm like, well, explain to me. Oh, that's what essentially one of those bells and whistles, you know, one of those other audio, like, I can't do that. I I just, if I need to see inside the waveform, I'll just zoom in. (laughs) So as a producer, do you prefer in-person recordings or over-the-internet recordings? By in-person recordings, you mean? Someone is sitting right next to you, either using the same microphone or sitting across from you using a laptop with another, a separate microphone in the same room. Uh, I guess the only time I've ever done that would be when Amanda and I were both on Cinema Geeks because we shared a microphone and right. all that type of stuff. And it's, it's fine. It's a little bit trickier just because you have to manage the physical aspect of it. Yep. But from a, a other standpoint though, you can read each other's body language and you can give each other signals and things of that nature. So that I think added to our ability to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. As both a listener and a producer, do you prefer one feed have everything or should each type of show have its own feed? So by this, basically Tooncast is all cartoons, but, what if we had one show that has episodes of He-Man, Transformers, like 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 if we took all the review shows and put them all on one feed? I like them better separate myself. Like I like all of, all of the Transformers stuff together, all the He-Man stuff separately. Yep. Uh, anything that's kind of just one-offs, we're touching base on this, that, and the other, like we did in the early days of Tooncast, obviously makes sense to be together. But yep. if it's something where we're going episodic reviews or something like that, where there's a series, I've most of the time I'm going to prefer that to be separate with the exception of, let's say, back when we were doing Cinema Geeks, if we had like a a a retrospective on a director or something like that. I think that was fine to be within the, the, the main feed. Yeah. It's in the scope of what you're doing with the podcast. I mean, it's all, it's all movies all the time kind of thing. So it, it, all aspects of film, whether it's directors, actors, whatever. And yes, something like Tooncast where we're talking about the overall, like we're not talking in depth. We're not going episode by episode or season by season kind of thing. You know, it, it, it's much easier, but yeah, it, it always bugs me when if you're, if you have a show that is supposed to be a general, if it's a general geek show, fine, but if it's supposed to be a specific thing and then you throw in like 17 other things, like, don't do that, <laughs> that have nothing to do with the thing that I came there for. Right. How do you use social media to promote your podcast? Probably not very well. Um, I mean, I'm pretty lazy when it comes to social media just because I don't spend a whole lot of time on it. So I'll post a link and maybe a message on the various platforms. And very rarely will I post again after the initial posting. I mean, every once in a while I'll remember to do like a boost post or something (laughs) of that nature, but I'm really bad at social media. So I don't do a a swell job on that. I'd leave that to you. Yeah, that's my job. (laughs) So 
I mean, the people that are on social media, like, I just, I don't understand, like, how, what I, I get, like, for your situation, that's different. And so other, some other people have similar situations or different things like that. But for the average person, like, I, I don't understand how they find the time. I guess it's office jobs, maybe. And they're like half paying attention to their job and half on their phone or on their computer, maybe. But like, it's literally impossible, like 50 some hours a week, there would be no way for me to post or check or do anything with social media. So the people that are posting memes or retweets like every hour, every day, like I, I don't understand that. So I know you're not I know you're not that big into the superhero thing. You're more into the robots and the sci-fi and everything else, but there is an account on Twitter called Hourly Clint. Mm-hmm. Hourly Clint is all about Clint Barton, aka Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And that account posts exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, and there are it's jobs even, now. Even people on Facebook though that post like a meme right. every 30 seconds for like the whole day. And I'm just like, oh, you're God. if you're trying to scroll through to find something that you like yep. you scroll for like ten minutes in your three hours into the past. Yep. And I'm just like, I don't get that. Like that's not how I use social media. Yeah. Yeah. It's Especially crazy. on Facebook. I, I only use Facebook for connections to people i know that i don't live near like family friends old classmates things of that nature so like to use facebook as a meme posting engine is just something that my mind doesn't compute like i get that on like maybe like an instagram or even maybe to a point twitter but like i don't use facebook like that so maybe that's just a different philosophy yeah they're all tools to me whatever i need to use them for i'll use them for Yes, yes. We know. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite topic to discuss on a podcast? <laughs> I mean, would anybody like to guess? Uh, <laughs> cartoons. Yeah. And then the close second would be movies and wrestling and toys and anything 80s. There you go. Now, obviously, to my knowledge, and I've known you a long time, but uh, I don't think you've ever been in radio. But versus, like, only Amanda. List- oh, Amanda has. Okay, well, yeah. that's good. I, I, I remember she had. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what do you see as the differences between podcasting versus being on the radio? Radios, uh, just from what she said and what I learned about her when she was doing her Saturday night show, uh, Mm -hmm. it's just a lot more timing on the radio. Like you have to do a read and you have seven seconds or you have 14 seconds or you have whatever and you have to get this much information in in that time and it's on the fly. It's live. It's not something that you're able to go back and fix. So it's like a lot more about exact timing and trying to say something without fumbling over because if you fumble over, you're going to miss the mark and then this music's going to start playing and you're still talking and stuff like that. So there was definitely a, a piece of that. They were also typically, I think most radio stations and most uh, things like that are required to do some social media posting and things of that nature, which seemed like I just have to post because it's requirement for me to post three things every hour to get people's attention. And uh, just that wouldn't work for me. But (laughs) yeah, it's I don't mind doing the whole social media thing. And I don't you know, that's that's fine. I can do that. That's easy. That's that's great. It's just keeping up with. Oh, did I post that or not? Like that, that, that for me is my biggest issue is either remembering to post something or, 
whatever. That's why I'm like, you know, certain people are like, if you want me to post this about your show, you have to send me a message at least the day of or whatever, or whenever it's ready. So I can know when to do it. So, cause I'll forget like, yeah, I just will half the time. But radio, there's just no editing there. I mean, Oh no. Yeah. Not at all. It's yeah. It's all. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. Nope. And that's the funny thing is because, you know, I don't know, you know, and you can tell me what your story is, and everyone probably has heard me say this before, but when I when we were kids, we were listening to the radio all the time. We were radio listeners most of the time, and we would whatever, and we would interact. Maybe we would get a chance to call in or whatever else, even as young adults kind of thing. But, man, I, no, I could not keep up with the pace that radio uh-uh. – because I've been there when she's been when she was on her show. At times, I mm-hmm. we brought her food or something like that, and it's like right. It, it is small time crunches, and then every once in a while you'll have a little bit of a longer break where you can try to get some something to drink or something like that. But it's like yep. you, you got to be ready to go, and and sometimes it's a lot of words that you try to have you have to try to say in between your little pauses in between songs or intro coming back from a commercial break or whatever it is and it's like boom (laughs) yeah the only way you're getting long breaks on the radio is if you have nothing but a tool radio station and all the tool songs are like 11 minutes long yeah i mean every once in a while it depends on how many songs you're playing in a row without a true thing but yeah it depends yeah yeah this one's going to be interesting because I know you have because I've done them with you but if you've done any interviews with famous people which was your favorite Interesting. Let's see. We've done Larry Kenny. We've done Rob Paulson. We've done Maurice LaMarche. We've done... Did we do Neil Ross together? I think so. That might have been me. And St- I don't remember, but yeah. I think they've all been fun to a certain extent because you're talking to somebody that you know is a celebrity, is a person that you listened to or looked up to or you know know from a... a from a distance. So when mm-hmm. that wall gets kind of broken down and you're discussing stuff with them, I think that makes it fun. I think Maurice LaMarche was a lot of fun. It, it might not have been like, I was probably looking forward to the Rob Paulson and the Larry Kenny one more at the, at that exact time and juncture in my life. But yes. Maurice was just really laid back and humorous and fun to talk to. I think the one time we talked to, it might've been Rob. He was in a car on the highway or something pulled off along the side of the road. So that made it a little more. Awkward. I know that happened in one of the Stan Bush interviews I did, but I, I think don't it remember. happened with one of the voice actors too, that I was on with hey. you, but yeah. it, not that that took that much away from it. It was just a yeah, little no. bit of an awkward thing, but I think yeah. Maurice LaMarche was a lot of fun, but they're all fun. No matter what, uh, John Delancey, I think we did together. That was fun. Yep. So they're all a different experience. They're all unique because of whatever the person's mood is at that time or whatever their personality is or whatever, you know, their reactions to the questions. I'm sure a lot of times they do interviews and they're just bored out of their mind because it's the same old, same old questions. So it's, it's, it's a mixed bag what you're going to get, but if you can do pull it off, right. It's a very fun experience. Yeah. And in, you know, my 14 years of doing this, cause I, you know, Steve started like a couple of years, but I always say Steve is at 16 years at this point and I'm at 14 years. Cause I just celebrated my 14th anniversary back in December of 2022. But 
you know, the thing is, is we set out like we knew in the beginning when we were when you and I were setting up interview questions for Tooncast or for whatever it is for the specific voice actor interviews, let's say we knew, OK, yes, we are going to have to take them through some of their beginnings, but let's do something like. And this is all your fault because you threw this in there. What's your favorite type of voice acting? And, then, you know, the next thing we know for about. 15 minutes, we're either in trouble with Maurice LaMarche or we're made famous by IGN. Because <laughs> that interview, what type of voice acting do you prefer? Blah, 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 blah. You know, video games, animation, narration, blah, blah. You know, he said, oh, the funny thing, the funny thing about video games is it's just you in a room. And I just got out of the, you know, I, I still remember that, like, what felt like a 30-minute pause. It was like 20 seconds. But, like, he said... I just got out of voicing Mr. Freeze in Batman Arkham City. My jaw dropped to the floor. I edited – I've said this story so many times recently. I edited that that uh, that interview so fast, got it online, didn't ask him if he wasn't supposed – like – Usually they're the pretty thing. careful about that. So it's Usually they that, are. It, yes. it was not – you know, he, he didn't mess – I mean, he's no, not no, at no. all. Yeah. But, but, like, I'm just saying, yeah, like, no. most – most voice actors are pretty careful about it and they know all of their NDAs and their contracts and stuff like that. So even, yeah. if you, even if you come close to it, they're like, well, I can't talk about that. So there was no reason if a oh, voice actor sharing something, there's no reason for us to think, well, that's privileged information or something. Well, cause I, I remember it. Like, like I said, I literally, even though it was 11 years ago, I remember it like it was freaking yesterday because he said that after you asked him the question and my like stunned silence, jaw dropping the floor. My next question was, can you give us a sample? And he goes, no, 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 I can't. Okay. And then we moved on and we went on with the interview. But that, that question, what type of voice acting do you prefer? <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen with that one because that was interesting too, because I don't know anything about comics. So I had no idea what he was talking about. I mean, I know who Mr. Freeze is and this, that, and the other, but I had no idea yeah. if it was a game or a game that wasn't yeah. out or this, that, and the yeah. other. But I do remember, calling you or texting you or something and being like, dude, something's happening. Like we're getting a lot of buzz right now. Well, 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 Steve blew me up. He's like, Steve was like, what the fuck did you do? And, and Steve doesn't usually curse most of the time, but what did you do? I'm like, I don't know what I, cause I went out and went grocery shopping with my mom at the time. Right. I don't know. I, I edited a podcast. I put it online. That's uh, didn't do anything wrong. I don't think obviously, but you know, right. at the, t at the time I, I, you know, and obviously I contacted his management. I contacted him. And by the time he replied to me, he's like, mm, it's out there. There's nothing we can do about it now. So, yeah. yeah. Was there ever a moment when you were done with podcasting altogether? No, there's been moments that my life has made it very hard to do podcasts, but there, I don't think there's mm -hmm. ever been a time where I've been like, screw this, I'm done forever type thing. There's been right. a few times where I've been like, screw you, I'm done with you forever. But um, <laughs> outside of that, or or different people along the way that have rubbed me the wrong way that I'm like, well, I'm not recording with that person again, or I don't really want to be associated with that person again, or that just didn't work from a chemistry standpoint or things of that nature. But mm -hmm. I don't think there's ever been a time where I've just been like, Blah. I mean, there's been times where it's been more or less of a priority. It, right. And there's been times where my life has allowed it to be more or less of an active, you know, hobby that I'm participating in, but that's about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. What advice do you have for new and veteran podcasters in the art of podcasting? 
I don't know if there's much of advice for a veteran podcaster. They're probably pretty set in their ways, but I think there's a lot of people that it seems like every day there's a thousand new podcasts hitting the airwaves and whatnot. So I, I think it comes down to if you're going to record something, make sure that it is something you're passionate about and something you can bring energy to. So if you can do those two things, the rest you can probably figure out, but if you're just monotonous or droning or reading something, or there's just awkward pauses and things of that nature, then maybe this isn't the best thing for you. Not everybody's trying to make money off of this, but if you are doing it, it should be something that's at least pleasant to the ear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There have been podcasts that I've found in the last two years that I didn't even know existed. Like some that it started in like 2017 or 2018. I'm like, where in the hell was I in those years? Like, I don't remember any of the, and obviously with the pandemic and everything else and, and all that, every, everybody was like, Oh, we're all at home. We all need to do, let's start a podcast. And, I, you know, you had all these, you know, yeah, that's it definitely did blow up. And as more and more have been popular, like we were in on podcasts, like way early on, like, oh, yeah. not saying like we we're the first or anything like that, but no, we, no, no. we were in it when still the masses weren't listening to podcasts. It was more of a niche thing or, and now it seems like it's just more and more evading or invading the uh, everyday activity of a lot more people it's become way more mainstream and for some people it's obviously become way more of a money maker so then just like youtube or you know social media things or whatever it becomes somebody yep. that is trying to make a buck off of it as well or make a career out of it so then it becomes a whole different thing i think the other piece of advice which is harder it's easier said than done for sure but if you want to have a successful podcast that actually gains traction and builds listeners followers subscribers etc we ha I haven't been very good at this, but you have to have consistent releases. Like you have to be able to like, it is a grind sometimes. And that's where the balance comes in because you don't want it to be a grind where people can tell it's a grind. But it, when I say it's a grind, it's, I mean, there is no break. Like you have to have a release every week, let's say just as one example, depending on the frequency of your podcast, like yeah. in, and you have to continue that there's very few forgiving aspects as far as taking weeks, months, you know, off, you have to have something that hits that airwaves. Now, granted, some people cheat and they do a best of, or they do a clip show or they do a repeat thing or whatever, just like cartoons did back in the day where they had to run, run a rerun or a best of, or, you know, whatever the case may be, but you have to have that consistent. And if you're not willing to dedicate and to understand what kind of dedication that is in a, when you have your real life going on to produce something every single week it it can be it might not be for you or you should just be honest with yourself off the bat and just do a, a slower release schedule every other week once a month you know type thing but that's not going to build much of a, a following yeah nobody's as crazy as i am folks like 20 or 30 different shows all at once and most of them are either on a weekly bi-weekly or monthly basis but that's what I've seen. Yeah. Like, like when we were big time into our movie podcasting, and I had a pretty good circle of other movie podcast friends and mm -hmm. colleagues, and you know, acquaintances and things of that nature. And let's say there was I don't know eight shows or something like that that I was actively listening to or had connections to the hosts or the whatever. Basically, you could tell 
which one, like all of them were building audiences as long as they were consistent. Right. Were they successful? They were successful to different levels and maybe the audience size might vary, but they were all building in those years where it was all of us releasing episodes every single week. We were all building those connections. We were all building our audience. We were all building uh, comments and views and likes and subscriptions and whatever metric you're looking at. But you yeah. could tell as soon as one, you know, then this one would s- start being a little bit more infrequent releases and then this one would start dropping off. And, you know, the ones that are still going have very big audiences and have been fairly successful just because they've been able to produce that content week after week after week. Whereas most of the other ones over the last 10 years have stopped producing altogether or do it very rarely or, you know, once every couple months. Yeah, Absolutely. Over the last couple of months or last year at this point, because like I said, this is 2023 at this point, beginning of 2023, uh, I was trying to catalog all the guest appearances I've done. Like not on our stuff. Like mm-hmm. when I like if I like if I called into to simplistic because they had a, a call in line, or if I was on any other show that wasn't stuff we were doing. I'm trying. I was trying to compile all of these, and I was trying. I remember being on a show and talking about Batman Beyond, and I went to look for it. I found the episode, but the file isn't there anymore. But the fact that you know website archives, whatever. But the fact that the post is there. And the fact that I was on the show, it was called Masters of the Tuniverse. And yeah, it was with some guy named Brian. I think he goes by Cartoon Overlord. Uh, and I've been trying to reach out to him on, on Instagram, but he, he's never responded, whether he's seen the messages or not, just to see if I can get that, you know, that audio file back, not back so I can, but like, you know what I mean? Like, so I can listen back to what that was in 2014 because i don't i remember being on the show i remember talking about the cartoon i just haven't heard it in a long ass time and that podcast is now apparently gone like there's no no nothing left of it and yeah just sucks so speaking of no nothing left of it hopefully there isn't no nothing left of it but when are we getting the return of the cinema geeks or telecast Dan and I really were trying to record an episode all of last year because uh, <laughs> we got we were doing our best of the decade for 2010 to 2019 mm-hmm. uh, and that we had released a number of things over the course of whatever 2019 2020 somewhere in there and we had never got to our actual best films of that decade which we both have our list done we both have everything prepped just he, between the two of us and babies mm-hmm. and kids and things of that nature. It hasn't lined up yet, but we're hoping to release that. I'm, I'm hoping to do that early in 2023 uh, telecast. I, I don't know. Um, I have no plans with it as of this moment, just because I am all in on three other projects that we're doing. And then a fourth one that I'm hoping to do. So it's on the back burner at the moment, but don't say never, but yeah, the theme song podcast that I've been working on behind the scenes. And then my, uh, I don't know how you want to call this, but the episode by episode watch through of every cartoon series that aired in the eighties, uh, it, it had to take a little break when we moved, but I want to get mm-hmm. back into that. I think I'm on chapter like six or seven or something like that out of those. Yeah. yeah. And then of course, geek showcase is uh, taking a lot of my time at the moment. Yeah. Geek showcase is your new YouTube channel. And you want to talk about that? Well, it's just a geek showcase, so it's a showcase of anything geeky, so I'm going to try to – now, it's, it's a little misleading if you look at the channel now because there's a whole lot of like sports cards 
breaking and ripping and opening and things like that. Yeah. And that was just because that was what I could record the quickest, knowing that I had a move coming up and I could bank a bunch of episodes so that I could then sort of try to keep the releases on a schedule um, yeah. of sorts, not a strict schedule, but just, you know, so there was releases happening. So there's a way more of those than I would have planned on it, but there's going to be toy reviews. There's going to be book reviews as far as like geeky books and things of that nature. There's going to be top lists. There's going to be just anything geeky that I can think of the, the kind of the banner graphic shows, everything wrestling, sci-fi, Star Trek, Star Wars, cartoons, toys, anything like that is going to be featured. And we're just going to see where it goes right now. I'm working my, way through the ultimate saturday morning cartoon lineup very cool very cool where can the people find your shows besides geek showcase geek showcase on all things social media it's on instagram it's on youtube it's on facebook and twitter my stuff is optimus solo and otherwise just search geekcast radio and you can find most other things that i may or may not be involved with but it's worth a listen Yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to go to one final ad break. Come back to close the show after this. Hey, it's Wes from Poppin' Off Toys. Wanted to let you know about PoppinOffToys.com. We can be your number one source for Funko collectible figures to add to your ever-growing collection. If you're in Nashville, Tennessee, we actually have a retail store that you can come by, 5916 Charlotte Pike. And for the rest of us, PoppinOffToys.com is always open, and you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. And the name is just simply popping off toys thank you so much and always keep it popping on the simplistic reviews podcast we talk movies we talk tv we talk hello julie what the heck are you doing trying to make our spot sound more exciting by adding explosions yeah i'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects not the real thing Download the show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. We are back here inside Studio 2009 on Optimus Solo's podcast approach, and sadly, there's been no mac and cheese tonight. Anyway. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And yeah, so any other final thoughts before I run through the outro, sir? No, just uh, looking forward to producing more content and getting more interactions with everybody and uh, seeing where everything goes. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said earlier in the episode, folks, coming up next, we've got another podcast approach. And then after that, Steve Megatron and I and a few other people probably are going to get to do some movies. We are going to be doing a bunch of TV stuff this year. I did want because the whole point here inside Studio 2009 is. Steve and I wanted a show, and I've said this before, we wanted a show that we didn't have to worry about it just being a movie show. It could be anything, and when I say anything, I specifically mean anything in the audio or visual realm. So if you can hear it, or you can see it, or see and hear it, we will cover it. So we've been doing a lot of movie reviews and things like that, and, and in 2023, I have a goal where we can you know, kind of talk about some TV stuff, whether it's new shows, old shows, whatever. There is no real real plan there yet but there will be at some point but yeah that's and keep your ears peeled and eyes peeled for some top 100 content coming in 2023 oh yeah yeah yep absolutely get those toys ready folks 
Thank you for joining us here inside Studio 2009. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send us email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can check us out on any podcasting client you choose to use, stuff like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that other good stuff. Podcast Addict. Yeah, Spotify is the best UI for me. Podcast Addict. Yeah, I, I tried it once on your recommendation. I didn't like the user interface, oh, so sorry, it's not going to work. It's great. <laughs> nope. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio for the network at it's ITS Studio 2009, all one word for the show. I am at TFG and Mike. He is at Optimus Solo, and you can also follow at Geek Showcase everywhere. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network. You can also check out Studio 2009 podcast over there as well. Coming up next is one more podcast approach before we get back to some movies and TV reviewing and we're probably going to throw in some video games in there as well. So we've got that coming up with Mr. Ellis Rovin. Uh, at one point, he was a professor of audio. He was a teacher and he was doing not necessarily a music class, but it was a like a an electronic you know, audio production thing at some university he was doing. So that was a very fun conversation. So that's coming up next, folks. For now, I am TFG and Mike with... The one that's usually right, Optimus Solo. <coughs> Wrong. You'll hear us back in the studio soon.